Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Welcome. God spoke to Moses, told him to make an anointing oil, right? And he told him to take a a hint of olive oil. But the anointing oil is not just olive oil. There's other things that were to go in it. And they were all from plants, things like that. And they had to be crushed and grounded. That was good. Play a little bit more. He said, take the anika, the frankincense, the myrrh, and crush them and grind them up to like their powder and then put them into the olive oil they had to lose their identity of what they were if you think about it you take something you crush it you ground it up to powder you don't you don't know where that came from you don't know the original state of that thing but it it was in the crushing and the grinding in the fine powder that those things had to lose their identity and release their fragrance when they were mixed into the olive oil. And only then they could be mixed into the olive oil. You can't take the plants and the, the different, whatever, the roots and the stuff that those things were originally and mix that into olive oil. It won't mix. It's only when something is crushed in the fine powder that it can be mixed have to be crushed and lose your own identity in the flesh in order to be mixed into the oil of the spirit that's where the merging takes place you can't be merged in the Holy Spirit when you're still always trying to do your own thing because the Holy Spirit is not your servant to go heal this one that one anoint me to preach anoint me to prosper anoint me for this and that he, he's not going to be dictated to you have to yield and in and the yielding can only happen when there is a crushing and a grinding and a surrender and a submission and a mixing into the oil a lot of people try to use the anointing for for their own glory it's become very popular now these last days the, the modern day ministry anybody can now have a ministry it wasn't like that 30, 40, 50 years ago, you really had to prove yourself. People literally sat for years. Moses was 40 years in the backside of the desert before he really had his ministry. Jesus spent 30 years of preparation for three and a half years of earthly ministry. Today it's the other way around. Three and a half years of preparation for 30 years of earthly ministry. Because you got a certificate from an online course. You can actually get an ordination certificate online right now. Pay 25 bucks, they'll send you a license for ministry. Probably, it's even cheaper than getting a driver's license. And if you're not properly training, trained to drive a car, you can kill people. If you're not properly trained to be in, in ministry, you can kill people. You can kill more people in the ministry than driving a car. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. I felt this really stir in my spirit. Verse 26. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be 
thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the Spirit of grace. Wow, that's a pretty strong thing that I think a lot of people want taken out of the Bible, but it's there. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. So you get a call, that's when the illumination comes, and then you step into the call, and then you endure. A great struggle sometimes with many sufferings. It's a part of the call. It's a part of the call that nobody wants to talk about because we've glorified the ministry to the degree where it's just become something glorious that you think that if, if I just have a ministry, then you're going to find some kind of identity. Your identity has to be in Christ, not in a ministry. Can you sit there 5, 10, 15 years and just have a great relationship with the Lord and be satisfied in that. Can you do it? Without a title or a position or some ministry opportunity. Because it's when you finally at rest and at peace in just knowing Jesus. Knowing him crucified. And you don't really want a ministry. Then you will have a ministry. Why do you need a ministry? No, seriously. Why do you want a ministry? These are all fair questions, right? That has to be settled in your heart. All that time, my first two years in ministry was suffering like you wouldn't believe. Wasn't a lot of glory. Wasn't a lot of recognition. Actually, zero recognition. Even my own mission team didn't like me because we had miracles and healings and radical preaching and they, they kept trying to pull us back they said you guys are gonna get killed yeah I'm ready to be killed if I have to be so it wasn't a very glorious start it wasn't fun for my fiance just engaged a month she was outside with that lady right there crying praying because I was in prison for four days I was in a holding cell being beaten she didn't know if I was going to come out alive she thought who did I just get engaged to first first month of our engagement trying to get a word if I was alive outside of the, the police station where I was being held So that's what she married into she had to settle in her heart that was going to be that that could be life for her she could have taken an easy path said you know i'll go find a guy who's just going to have a job bring home a good paycheck and just you know provide good things for me but she knew the call she knew the price of the call that's that's what you're about to get married to So, I mean, I think we share a lot of great things about ministry, but there is also a great struggle. We endure great struggle with sufferings. Partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and, reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions to those who were so treated, for you had compassion on me in my chains. That's why many people believe that the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. He's talking about in chains. Even though it's one of the epistles that's not really directly, can't be say, okay, he wrote this because he doesn't open up by talking about, but because it's one of his early ones in a sense, but it's different. It was written to the Jews. For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, <laughs> knowing that you have a better 
and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven therefore do not cast away your confidence which was a great reward for you have need of endurance this is something that we have to get back to understanding endurance so after you have done the will of God after you've done the will of God you may receive the promise a lot of people are trying to receive the promise they haven't even done the will of God they have no idea of endurance God it's been a week come on where's my breakthrough I've been in Bible school for a year come on where's my ministry might be 10, 10 years down the line just because you graduated and got a certificate doesn't mean your ministry starts the next day everybody is different God does something different with with different people for you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God you may receive the promise for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry now the just shall live by faith but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him but we are not of those who draw back to perdition remember now the antichrist is called the son of perdition so this is really talking about again almost a prophetic word about the last days this is when we really need to have endurance this is when we really really need to have endurance because he's coming soon he will not tarry many are drawing back in these days but but we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul and then it goes into this is really the introduction to the chapter of the hall of fame or the hall of faith when you go into hebrews 11 all the people things that people by faith had to even suffer or even had to grab a hold of the things and stand strong stand in the promise stand part of faith is endurance and we've lost that art because everything moves so quickly now in our days you know people want mech revival drive-through revival pull up Give me three shakes on a roll. And drive through and just pick up revival through the drive-through. Fast food. Churches have become like fast food places and they serve junk food too. In in by 10, out by 11. It's like fast food church. I like slow cooking. I like slow cooking I, I like to put things in the cooker and cook it for like eight hours this is like a Holy Ghost slow cooker river we put you in and it's the Holy Ghost crock pot you're gonna cook for like six hours there's no mech, mech revival here you don't even realize are you sitting here you're cooking three four hours you're cooking Not make revival. I got a touch. I'm ready to run. I got. I got a touch. I'm starting my ministry tomorrow. I got a touch at the river. You just got a touch. You can get nothing else. A touch doesn't make a ministry. Might start a ministry, but it doesn't make a ministry. Might be a sign. The preparation takes longer. after you've done the will of God you'll receive the promise for you need you have need of endurance we lost the art of endurance we lost the art of waiting on the Lord we, we think that the Lord is our genie in a bottle snap a finger he shows up to do miracles for you and give you the things you want 
He's not some genie in a bottle. He's not Buddha who rub his belly and get your wish. Give me three wishes. Give me a million bucks. Give me this. Give me this. Give me that. People treat God like that now. How about being crushed, submitted, paying the price, sometimes suffering many great things. And true ministry is born out of suffering. I'll tell you that right now. Those, the real genuine people I want to be I don't want I don't I don't want a minister speaking into my life who's never suffered anything always, always had it easy I don't want somebody coaching me to succeed in business who hasn't failed and picked themselves up built something up failed picked themselves up you know do you understand what I'm talking about to me real genuine people are born out of that because they had to really prove it they failed and they they rose up you know it's okay if you failed and you rose up actually I like that about you if you failed and you rose up I like you if you never failed you've always succeeded then maybe your failure will come with me and I don't I may not have, want to be a part of that <laughs> something got on me tonight it's one of those nights that's why you know these 28 year old skinny jean mega church pastors they ain't never seen nothing and the, the ministry just grows and then they these guys go committing suicide you know how many of these young guys are committing suicide they can't handle the pressure ministry is a pressure cooker you want a big ministry why you want an overnight success faster you went up faster you go down higher you go up harder you fall I like to build things slow and on sure foundation like a bamboo you know you plant a bamboo you don't see it, it sits there for like years and all of a sudden literally shoots right up and you think it just shot up overnight but you don't realize that it was putting down to go up like that it had to put down roots for like years because it's going to grow up really really fast really high but it's those roots have to be there to sustain that growth that's why you don't want quick growth that doesn't have roots to sustain it that's why it's so important to have roots deep don't ever underestimate the day of small beginnings don't underestimate the day of preparation times of preparation are never wasted times don't ever circumvent the time of preparation preparation is key God is preparing you be at peace with it enjoy the preparation time rest in the preparation time don't be so anxious and restless I gotta get there if I can just have that I'll be happy no you won't if I can just achieve that I'll be happy no you won't be happy now even if you don't achieve anything that's why I feel bad for the young generation they've kind of been raised up in a different mindset they've been they've actually been cheated they've actually been lied to by this whole equity nonsense is is from the pit of hell the new 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill 64 times it's about equity it's just giving money to everybody who's done nothing equality is one thing equity is another thing equality means everyone has an equal opportunity equity means you failed but we're gonna give you money anyway because we got to bring you up to the par with the one who's actually succeeded so now people don't want they don't need to do anything it's going to create nothing but a bunch of lazy people who are just going to get a handout from the government from socialism that's come to america kenneth hagan kenneth hagan prophesied it in the 60s he saw communism coming to america and people people thought he was insane right in the middle of cold war 
think I believe what which day which year he prophesied that 60 late 60 64 66 something like that I mean can you believe it communism coming to America when we're supposedly fighting communists in Vietnam <laughs> in the call in the middle of the Cold War how could communism ever come to America when this is the one nation that's standing against communism because it didn't come in like you think it came it came in through the education it came in through the indoctrination in the schools that's how it came in they brought it into higher education they brought it into the schools and they slowly cooked it it was a slow cooking over 30 years of slow cooking it was baked into the mentality of this generation it's very sad it's a very sad day it stands everything against what we believe what the Word of God says there's equality in the Word of God but not equity you know what equality is here I give you five talents here I give you two talents here I give you one talent go and do something with it that's an equal opportunity to start not equal investment but they both had the same opportunity the one with the five talents doubled it got five got the well done good and faithful servant enter now into the joy of the lord the one with the two doubled it well done same exact well done good and faithful the one with the one talent buried it you wicked and lazy servant depart from me i never knew you take him and cast him away into the outer darkness where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth my lord we just read that in hebrews 10 it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God but there's no equity oh I understand you had a hard time the one talent I gave you I am let me give you a participation trophy I know you tried it took effort to dig a hole and bury that talent I'm just gonna give you credit for that pretty sad day pretty sad day but who cares I don't really care I, I couldn't care less what happens in Washington DC I only care what happens in at the throne of God DC is gonna be wiped away it's gonna the elements are gonna melt with fervent fire I couldn't care less really what comes out of DC could not care less our headquarters not Washington DC our headquarters are in heaven I serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who's coming back very soon that just came on me I had to say it I hope people hear this because we're being conditioned and trained to not pay a price and the America was built by people who paid a high price we didn't get here overnight this prosperity success this wealth was not created overnight it was created by generations and generations of hard-working dedicated committed people that paid a price and many died for it many ministers that paved the way for the church in the first great awakening second great awakening and all the different revivals the revivalist preachers that paved the way paying the price to carry the fire to cut cross grain to religion and tradition to bring about change remember that we get to eat the fruit of the labors of others what we have now that comes easy didn't come easy to people in previous generations who had to pay the price for it but what are you willing to pay the price for to leave a legacy if the Lord would tarry for the generations to come
Quitting is not an option. People quit so easily now. Quitting is not an option. You cannot quit. You will not quit. Stir up something on the inside. Stir up that fire, that gift on the inside. Gird up your loins and stand strong. Lift up those feeble. Straighten up those feeble knees. Lift up those hands and just. You know how many times I have to do that? Every single day I have to brush. I don't care. I'm going to stand strong. as a pastor I constantly see people fall by the wayside constantly on a weekly basis they fall by the wayside I just make a decision I'm going to do the will of God they don't and they won't I will I'm going to do the will of God I'm not going to quit just have a no quit attitude it's the only way you're gonna make it that's what endurance is cannot quit you will not quit sometimes I want people to break through more than they want to break through it breaks my heart to see come on you can break through and they just quit I want it more for them than they want it for themselves I can only control what I can control in my personal life. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Ain't nobody quitting in my house. Be a cold day in hell if anybody quits in my house. You just have to have that determination. You have to have that determination. That's how you're going to make it. They asked Lester Summerall the secret for his endurance success whatever fruit in seven years of ministry and and they said how did you make it he goes and they're ready to write down the, the great secret he says he said oh that's easy every morning i got up and i went every morning you're gonna have to get up and you're gonna have to go and some days you're not gonna even feel like getting up but you're gonna get up anyways. Some days you're gonna get up and you're, gonna, you're just not gonna feel like going. You're gonna go! Get up and go! That's the secret of success. You're 80% there if you just get up and go. Get up and go. Don't get up and go on social media. Get up and go and do what you need to do. Get up and go to school. Do the work. Get up and go to work. Put your hands to the plow. Amen. When God spoke to Elijah to go find Elisha, throw the prophet's mantle over him. Elisha was out in the field working. He was plowing his parents, his father's field, the oxen. He was plowing, he was working. When Jesus had to call, he called fishermen. He didn't call John the bum, Peter the hobo. These men, these were hardworking men. They were up all night fishing. When everybody else was sleeping, they got up and they went. They got on the boat in the dark, went out fishing, casting their nets, working hard. They came back. What were they doing? Listen, listen. He was cleaning his nets and he had caught nothing that night. You know what that means? You know why you clean your nets? You're getting ready to go again the next day. You may catch nothing, but you're going to go. 
and you're gonna cast those nets out. You cleaning your nets. You caught nothing. He wasn't discouraged. He didn't quit. He was cleaning his nets to go back out the next day. That's who God called. You caught nothing last week. Clean your nets. Go back out again. Something came on me tonight. Is this helping anybody here tonight? Who needed to hear this? Who needed to hear this? Peter was cleaning his nets because he was going to go back out. He couldn't, quitting was not an option. And so Jesus finds Peter. Here's a man I can use. He caught, he, Jesus knew he caught nothing. And Jesus saw him cleaning his nets to get ready to go back out the next day again. At the possible prospect of catching nothing again he got in his boat he used his boat to preach and then he says to Peter now Peter launch out to the deep Lord we were out there we caught nothing but at your word I will cast my nets out and guess what happened man that's fish I don't know where those fish came from and man, those fish came. And he had a net-breaking, boat-sinking catch to where he had to now call his partners. His, not only was his boat filled, but his partner's boat were filled. And you know what that means? His partners also had cleaned their nets. Now, if he had been sitting there feeling sorry for himself and with weed and junk in his nets Jesus could not have had him go out because you don't go cast nets with weed and junk in it you have to have a clean net to to, to throw out he was ready he was prepared he was ready and prepared now listen to me very carefully he was ready and prepared I've never ever said this before it just hit me that the fact that he was cleaning his nets, he was getting ready. He was prepared. You know why many people don't never receive their miracle and their time with the Lord? They're not prepared. They're sitting around moping and groping and whining. They're not prepared. Clean out your nets and get ready. Stop moping around and feeling sorry for yourself. Get ready, because when you least expect it. Preparation. Times of preparation are never wasted times. Cleaning those nets when it felt awful was a time of preparation. That was a time of preparation. Cleaning your nets means I'm expecting to catch fish. I didn't catch any last night, but I'm going to still clean my nets. I'm expecting a catch. And then here comes Jesus. Oh, you're about to have the catch of your life. You're about to have a catch like you've never seen. You're about to have the kind of catch where Jesus... Listen, Peter fell on his knees at the feet of Jesus saying... <laughs> Oh, God, I'm a sinful man. He was so overwhelmed by the miraculous catch. But it would have never happened if he wasn't cleaning his nets. It would have never happened if he hadn't made his boat available to Jesus. Don't you think Jesus saw that? I proposed the question that there were other fishermen who had also been out all night and came back and they were tearing up their nets in frustration saying, ah, I hate this thing, I quit. Now I'm just posing the question. Jesus walked right by them, what a stinking attitude. Walked, kept, walked right past him and saw Peter cleaning his nets, 
just getting ready, expecting to go out again. He goes, okay, I'm going to get in that boat. Huh? Do you think that was a possibility? Of course it is. I can't say it happened, but I'm pretty sure it happened. How many other boats were on the shore there? How many other fishermen? You know, Jesus was checking them out to see. Prepare. Prepare. Where's my harvest? Prepare. It's coming. Where's my breakthrough? Prepare. It's coming. Get up every day and prepare like it. that's the day. Be ready. Be ready, be ready, be ready every day. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Look at this. That's, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Cast your bread upon the waters, verse 1, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. If a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. He who observes the wind will not sow. That means if you just look at circumstances, you won't do anything. He who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed. In the evening do not withhold your hand for you do not know which will prosper. Either this or that. Or whether both alike will be good. You know why this church never lacks for visitors? Because we're always winning souls. Now, it's not necessarily though the people we lead to the Lord that always come to the church. But that's not the purpose. We just keep sowing and sowing and sowing and we never lack we never lack a harvest. Sometimes in business, you go out there, you talk to 10 people, nothing works out. All of a sudden, 11th one that you didn't even talk to shows up. You just got to keep sowing. You got to keep doing the work. It'll pay off. Trust me. It'll. It will. Just don't quit. Don't quit sowing. Don't quit praying. Don't quit getting out there, doing what your, your hand finds to do. Just be diligent. Be diligent. It's in the little things. The Lord sees them. And when you've been faithful with the little, then the Lord makes you ruler over much. A lot of people just want to rule over much but they've never been faithful with the little and I, I hear them complaining about the little I just have this little thing Re rejoice the fact that you have that little thing and be faithful with it where is my big thing don't you see the little in your hand yeah I do but I, I don't like it that's your problem just identified why you're not getting your breakthrough right there there it is you're despising the little thing in your hand like they despised the manna the Lord gave a manna and they despised it don't despise the day of small beginnings 
do not despise the day of small beginnings appreciate them be thankful for them say thank you Lord for this manna it's all I got for today but I eat it with thanksgiving and I rejoice and I thank you but they despise it they say they called it this disgusting thing oh my god and the Lord's anger was stirred up against them how unappreciative we have a lot of people that are very unappreciative it's the spirit of the world that's why you got to come in the opposite spirit you need to be appreciative and thankful even for the little things when you walk out you see a little flower thank you Lord for that little flower watch and see how everything's gonna change in your life and that grouchy face will become a smiling face that sad face emoji for your generation will become a smiling face emoji be appreciative I don't like my phone you know people have never even seen their countries where they have never even had an iPhone they never even seen an iPhone and you got an iPhone a thousand dollar phone in your hand and you're like 15 and 16 people live in houses that don't even cost a thousand bucks in some countries appreciate what you have be thankful for what you have I think we need to take everybody to a third world country and just make him live there for like a month to appreciate and they'll come back to America fall on their knees and kiss the ground and thank God and I'm tired of this garbage of complaining hating America you don't even know what you have here my God I preached in a church in a gypsy village in Bulgaria that that met in a container in the middle of winter half the kids showed up with no shoes on their feet they had never had a pair of shoes in their whole life I had a guy in our church in Istanbul from Africa he got up and he was crying and thanking for the shoes he had he said my first pair of shoes I had when I was 13 in Africa and and he actually was in the business of of, of uh, shipping shoes leather shoes because we have a lot of we have great leather manufacturing in Turkey and he was shipping them to Africa and he was saying I'm so thankful to God that it's not just the money I'm making with shoes I'm providing shoes for people because I had my first pair of shoes when I was 13 and he was crying and he was giving God thanks for the business that the Lord gave him a little different perspective huh how many pairs of shoes you have next time putting on your shoes and thank you Lord I have shoes today to put on my feet you got a hundred and fifty dollar pair of shoes some people make that in a month in some countries that's their income let's be thankful let's be thankful I hate this house three bedroom I want a five bedroom do you know it's like a mansion for some people in other countries it's like a mansion it literally is a mansion they've never seen a house that they say Americans have huge houses we had this German lady that came to America oh my god you live like in a mansion four bedroom house they live, they live in like 50 square meter studios and stuff what, what would be 50 square meters I don't know multiply by nine 450 square foot house little studio it's like two two thousand dollars a month be grateful be thankful and some of you you guys come from countries like that don't forget where you come from just because you come to America don't get spoiled remember where you've come from never forget where you've come from that's what happened with Israel they forgot they came from Egypt where they had to eat pig slop they missed the onions and the leeks you know what onions and leeks are that's what they gave the animals that's what they gave the oxen 
And that's what they gave them. We miss the onions and the, take us back to Egypt. We, we want the onions and the leeks. You were eating what the cattle ate. And the Lord's giving you manna. An attitude of gratitude is so important to see. That's why a lot of people can't see what's in front of them. They're always looking for the next thing. And that next thing is going to make them happy. And they forget to enjoy the things that they have now and be appreciative of them. Amos. Yeah, so we had one guy. He was all the happiest African, Amos. He's from Congo. He's from Congo. He was in our Bible school. He, he, he didn't even have proper English, but he came to Bible school. He basically learned English in the Bible school, English Bible school. I didn't know this. He was walking one hour to get to church, sometimes in the snow, in, in, in the winter. He didn't have a coat. And, and he never mentioned a word. You know, he didn't have, he, he didn't drop hints here and there. You know, some people think faith without hints is dead. <laughs> they come up, oh Lord, you know, I need a pair of shoes and coat in the name of Jesus. I'm at, thank you Lord for, and then somebody hears him and feels sorry for him and give him something. He never, I didn't even know this. He came and then he was fighting a cold and was having a hard time singing. And then somebody came to the pastor, you know, he doesn't have a coat. I said, he doesn't have a coat, a winter coat. So I went to the house. I got a winter coat. I gave it to him. And he just hugged that thing. Thank you, Pastor. He wanted to hug me and kiss me before he had a winter coat. And I wanted to put some money in his hand so he would take a bus. He goes, no, Pastor, I don't want to take the bus. Take the bus. Here's the money. Well, my associate pastor now, the man who runs our ministry in Turkey, Pastor Godwin, you know where I found him? In a... In a mold mildew infested basement apartment where he was sleeping on the floor with seven other guys they didn't have hot water so they were heating water in a pot to take a bath that's where I found him and he came to Bible school he was a faithful man and sometimes I didn't I didn't know this at all I thought he I literally thought he was under the anointing because he would be singing on our worship team and he'd be like this i didn't know that he had not eaten in three days and he was just kind of physically weak so he was kind of leaning but he was singing hallelujah thank you jesus you know that's the faithful man a faithful man who can find it's a question that's what i look for and you think you qualify for ministry because you skip lunch and you're going to let me know about it. You know, Pastor, I'm really sacrificing today. I skipped lunch to come to church. Oh, wonderful. I'm impressed. I'm not. Because if you know what I've seen, if you see, if you see what I've seen, I'm not that easily impressed. A guy came up in the altar call. I was laying hands on him. I want a double portion of your anointing, Pastor. And I laid hands on him. I said, Lord, let him be arrested 24 times and have four ribs broken. And he just looked at me like this. What do you mean? I said, well, I was arrested 12 times. I had two ribs broken. So you wanted a double. So do you know what you're asking for? Because you want the glory of the ministry, but you don't know the suffering and the price to pay to get there. So. I'm really trying to help you all tonight. Can you imagine this message at a seeker-friendly church? It'll not only clear their sinuses, it'll clear the church. But Jesus preached it. He had a big crowd one day. He got up and he preached a message like this. They all left and there was only 12. There's just 12 left. What, what a church growth.
in John Wesley, one of his, in his unabridged memoirs, you got to read the unabridged. He goes, he went to a church that was 300 strong and he left them 75, uh, 300 members. He said he preached for a week and he left them 75 strong. He went to another town. They threw him in the river. He went to preach at a church. They, the con they took him and threw him in the river. Not to baptize him too. He's hoping he would drown. With Jesus, he started the day, first day of his ministry. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. It was handed to him. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah, he opened the place. He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He went through it and he said, This day the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And they said, Yay, wonderful, we're going to follow you. No, they took him. They wanted to throw him off of a cliff. How would you like to start your ministry on the first day? They're trying to throw you off of a cliff. Well, today it would be written up as a failure. So Jesus failed on his first day. Instead of following him with great enthusiasm and joy, they took him to, to the edge of the cliff to throw him off. How would you like to start your ministry that way? They, they unfriended me because of something I've paid, posted on Facebook. Oh my God. I'm going to go throw myself off of a cliff now. Somebody wrote it. Put an ugly emoji on my Instagram. I posted a scripture and somebody put an angry emoji. I quit. I'm, I'm going to throw myself off of a cliff now. Pastor Vincent, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to tag him in after this. Don't quit. You know, sometimes I give myself, I lay hands on myself. I look at myself in the mirror. I put my hands on me. Fire. And if I'm feeling sorry, I just go fivefold ministry. Five. I lay hands on myself. You're not going to quit. Keep going. Maybe your wife needs to do it for you. Give her permission. Maybe your husband needs to lay hands on you. Nicely, gently though. If you're in Florida, you'll be arrested if, if you do a little too. I'm just, you know, you know what I'm saying. Lay hands on me. I've had my wife, say, honey, lay hands on me. I, I need you to just lay hands on me. And then, remember that? Lay hands on me. I go like this. I'm having, lay hands on me, honey. <laughs> she puts her hands on me. And her prayers are usually short. Lord, <laughs> give him strength, wisdom. <laughs> grace and she goes now get up and go <laughs> I'm expecting a little bit more you know could you not pray like another hour you know her prayers are very short I kid you not you're not gonna find a whole lot of opportunity to whine to her I'm, I'm telling you the truth but thank thank you you know sometimes I do want a little bit more honey I know how you feel Lord I know how he feels. No, it's like, <laughs> literally, it's like a sentence. Lord, give him grace, wisdom, strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Now she goes, okay, get up and go now. You got things to do. <laughs> don't forget to take out the garbage as you go. And don't forget to stop in public so you can get the list. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. 
Yahusha Babaranga Hallelujah. Wives can be brutally honest. <laughs> That's the suffering I think the Bible is talking about. <laughs> I'm sure she's not like that. <laughs> Neither is your wife. She's <laughs> sugar coats, and I'm sure. Just mine. It's only mine, right? Just say amen, Pastor. Yes, mine is my wife. It's amazing. And all will be well with you. <laughs> She's amazing. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Jump up on your feet three times if you really. She's amazing. Jump up on your feet three times. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, tonight is like marriage counseling, financial advice, ministry training. I mean, some, some people even learn how to fish. I got to clean my nets. I mean, I can't fish if I don't clean my nets. <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Come as a little child. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your husband is very short when he prays. He just gets right to the point. Jesus said, you know, don't pray long prayers. So she's being biblical. <laughs> myself happy you know what let's just receive the offering and and I'll call up the prophet as well that ends well <laughs> the end is definitely better than the beginning thank God for the joy of the Lord it's like anesthesia while he does surgery come on lift your hands <laughs> say Lord As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's no quit in us. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, all your blessings. Thank you, Father. You're such a good Father. I worship you. I thank you. I appreciate everything, even the little things. May I never ever lose sight 
of the things you've done in my life even the simple little things thank you in Jesus name Amen thank you for tuning into my podcast I hope that you have been blessed I would like for you to consider two things number one subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts number two support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website riverwpb.com thank you for tuning in look forward to you joining our next podcast god bless you